Okay, let's talk about the same old subject, coronavirus. I guess it really is doing its darndest to make the world, a, well, a discomfortable place. COVID-19. A few points, just the technical points, and you may know this already, but just in case you don't, there's a simple test if you suspect that you have coronavirus and you suspect that it's getting worse and worse and worse. There's a self-checking way to check how things are. If you can, and this is this is from Stanford uh, University, so it's not from me, uh, Stanford Hospital Board, that is. They say doctors have been trying this and it seems to work. And in Taiwan, the experts have been suggesting this is a way forward. Just hold your breath for 10 seconds. If you can hold your breath for 10 seconds successfully without coughing, without discomfort, then there's no fibrosis in your lungs and you indicates you don't have a severe COVID-19 infection. So that's a simple, simple check. If you can hold your breath comfortably uh, for 10 seconds without coughing, without discomfort, uh, without stiffness or tightness, then you are okay. Even if you have other symptoms, you're not in too bad a state. Coronavirus pneumonia is, is associated with a dry cough and no runny nose. So if you have a very nasty runny nose and the temperature, rest assured you're probably just fine. You have a nasty cold. Coronavirus pneumonia is a dry cough, no runny nose, a stuffed up nose. You get really stuffed up, awfully stuffed up, but it isn't a runny nose. It's dry, dry, dry. So that's another thing, again, from Stanford uh, Hospital Board. And, and this virus hates the sun. It hates temperature. Temperature of 26, 27 degrees will kill it. And it's not, I mean, the problem is if it gets down into your lungs. So drinking regularly, if you happen to have some contamination in in your mouth for some reason, then warm drinks, particularly if you can manage to take a warm drink regularly, it will deal with it. It'll wash it down into your tummy, where your tummy will kill the, the, the bugs, coronavirus, according to, again, this thing from Stanford hospital board so it doesn't it doesn't like warmth doesn't like the sun doesn't like hot temperatures 26 27 degrees it's dead if it drops on a, a metal surface a metal surface these things will last about 12 hours even fabric it'll last six or seven hours so you need to wash your hands if you come into any in contact with anything like that so these are obvious things now that's uh, enough from the sublime to the ridiculous or whatever. Now I'm going to talk to you about other stuff. You can turn off here or not, but this stuff is is relevant. I want to chat about death, life, and faith and the way it is. I'm convinced that all life has free will. That's not mankind in exclusion. And this is, uh, this is yeah, okay, this is relevant to the coronavirus issue. I'm convinced that in the beginning, God took his hand away from the universe and let it go, let it free. Without so doing, I don't think the universe could have a purpose. I don't think mankind is unique in having free will.
So, and the Arabs have this, uh, this, this creed. You know, when we in the West, when we we use our creed, we we say God Almighty. They don't um, Almighty God. We, we they don't say that. They say God Tabit Al Kol, the Arab Christians. That is God, the coordinator of all, like the conductor of an orchestra. So. Whether all creation plays the music of the spheres in harmony is up to the several components of all creation. It's and yes, 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 you are in dominion, but but nonetheless, everything you're not unique, you're part of creation, everything has freedom, otherwise, there's no point to creation. So our times of great crisis, and this is a time of great crisis, our central dispensation, our prime duty is to do our duty. And our duty is to help and sustain those we can help and sustain while keeping body and soul together. Because, you know, like we're on an aeroplane and they tell you if they give you those instructions when you come down and they say, put your face mask on before you go and help your little child to with his face mask for the oxygen you know if the airplane is in distress well the point is the same applies with this coronavirus thing look after yourself so that you can look after others and that is essential and noble noble efforts which allow you to go down the tubes helping no one and that means you get some sleep because you weaken your immune system if you don't get sleep, it's essential. I mean, any just crash when you can, but sleep. And if you can't sleep at night, sleep in the day, sleep whenever you can, because it's your duty to keep your immune system up and to keep strong. It's it's like you got a you got a ship. You have to help everybody else um, around you. You have to, but you don't want to do so to such a degree that you neglect the ship and it sinks and there's another thing i'm stating the obvious here but let's state it the fear of death okay some of us will die in moments of great crisis some of us will die even without a great crisis death is part of life and we would oh we have to accept that don't we essentially one day we'll wake up and the world will no longer be there it's a challenge every human being on earth faces sooner or later. The Dalai Lama used to say, well, does say, this guy's still cracking on, he's not dead yet. He says that you should contemplate death every day. I don't fancy that really, but, but nonetheless, we should, be, we should be prepared. It's not a bad idea, you know. And uh, the, the terror of death needn't be such a terror. I remember when I was a boy, well, when I was newly married, actually, not such a boy, 28, 20, 28 years old, just married my Veronica, and I was concerned about issues of life and death. And I remember staying awake one night, unable to sleep, and I decided I would resolve this, this fear that was dominating me. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, contemplate the concept of ceasing to exist, of not existing. It seemed very scary to me. I'm going to contemplate this concept. 
I was relig- I am religious, but I've been reading My Religion by Tolstoy. He's a guy who uh, believes in fundamentalist Christianity, believes in the Sermon on the Mount, believes that Jesus is the Messiah in so much as he's the greatest teacher, but he doesn't believe in eternal life. It astonished me. So I thought, well, let's let's contemplate this idea of ceasing to exist. I did, and I lay awake with it all night until I came to terms with it. And then over the ensuing months and years, I dealt with my fear, but I found myself believing that we would all go on forever, that you can't kill the spirit, that life goes on, that it... Unfortunately, you are immortal. It's not such an easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy answer to everything. There are consequences, in my view. So here we are. We have coronavirus, COVID-19, taking hold of our universe and changing our lives. I spoke to my one of my great friends, a parish priest now in Birmingham. He used to be parish priest where I hail from down in Penzance, uh, where I'm living at present, and he, um, Cornwall, Larry Wright. Gosh, should I quote people out of turn? I don't know if I should, really. I'm not, I don't think he'd mind. He said he could not believe in a capricious God. So he was looking for some purpose to all of this. Is God capricious like the gods of ancient Rome? He said, can we, can we believe in a capricious God? And I think, uh, if God were to answer Larry, he'd say, no, I'm not capricious. I'm not capricious. I've given you free will, and look what you've done with it. <laughs> you needed a wake-up call. I mean, that's what I think God would say to Larry. Even so, this is not of my making, he would say. This is a catastrophe of your own making. It can be resolved with love and care and discipline and unselfishness without divine intervention. Which is, you know, and it's a fact, isn't it? Come on, brothers and sisters, we can resolve this. So should God intervene to fix a problem that you can fix yourself? And if so, why so? I mean, this is me, me saying this. I mean, this is what I think God would say to Larry. Because if so, why so? Because of unnecessary death? God does not believe in death. So you are asking a great deal. So that's my perception. So what's the answer? To care for yourself, to care for others. Yes, to self-isolate as necessary for those that it is necessary. Wrinklies like me and my wife who, um, yeah, who've got underlying health concerns, cancer with me, multiple sclerosis with her. Yes, sure. And we should be unafraid of death. It can come to us all anyway. It's an integral part of life. Come on. We need to be brave here. I've stepped close to death a couple of times in my life. I might tell you that in another podcast. Um, I talked to you about it more once in, once in war in Iraq and once, well, I mean, actually more than once in war. But anyway, once in Gaza too. But once in war, particularly in Iraq, and once with cancer in London. And, yeah, different. It's different, isn't it? The, um, the, the sudden threat of death causes a very different emotion from the, the valley of the shadow of death that is, a, is, is harder, in a way, 
I mean, I don't say that. War is terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, God. And you... They, um, they never want to talk about it very often, or at least not in the immediate aftermath of the incident. Later you talk about it. Is my experience. Anyway, enough, enough. What What else do I want to say to you guys? There are other things I want to say. I mean, these are difficult days, difficult days for all of the world. And, of course, I'm confident all will be well for... 99% of you who are under the age of 50. Uh, the, it's the older ones, you know, for whom, at least in some degree, this is an existential issue, obviously. Anyway, so we have to trust in whatever shape of God we believe in and work as best we can to ensure all will be fine. And it's a kind of plus that we are all of humankind right across the world facing some we're all facing similar challenges. People in different places may have different approaches to God, but we always have, I think, agreed um, that there is one mountain, and you just see it differently depending on the perspective from which you view it. So this world is full of hugely talented people who have to come across to some sort of accommodation with this situation. And these challenges are facing us all. Even younger people will face the same challenges because it affects their work, their income, their lifestyle, as well as obviously their loved ones. So younger people are not getting off scot-free here. Nobody's getting off scot-free. But... It's just a reminder that humanity is not uniquely set apart in a unique, special... Well, it is, but it isn't. And it's a reminder, in a way, that we have a, a responsibility for all, for everything that is. Everything has free will, okay? The tsunami, the microbe, and the human being, all of you, that. But... But we have some unique responsibility as sentient beings. And coronavirus, like death itself, is a great leveler. These things have happened throughout history and no doubt will continue to happen. This is a disaster we'll live through. And let's hope it brings out the best in us. And what's the best in us? Love and loyalty. Love in the particular sense of compassion. And loyalty is a near tribal thing. Our particular friends and family need to know that they can depend on us. Of course, love and compassion embraces a far wider circle than just our particular friends and family. So, I mean, I was hearing somebody on, on Radio 4 talking, I think, just yesterday, when we bolt by at the supermarket, we should remember to set something aside to drop in the box for the local food bank. I mean, these things matter. We need all the time to have a little... Made a little, well, not a little, but a substantial corner of our heart filled with compassion. Filled with compassion. And we, yes, but we do have a particular responsibility for our nearest and dearest, obviously. And these are obvious things, and you know it. But it is, just to reiterate, it's important to care for ourselves. That's part of your central dispensation, a core part. We need to be strong. You need to be strong. And 
fill your heart with love and walk forward bravely and have yourself a little bolt hole you can retreat to that's a safe place but just keep strong the world needs you that's what i reckon the world needs you so you just need all the strength in the world okay god bless